What's up guys, Kevin Wagstaff here. Today we have Tim Wojnar, and I have him back for a second time. Um, the first time he was on, we talked uh, a little bit about how he runs his business, how he thinks about things, content marketing. And so he actually emailed me to do a follow-up to kind of give an update on his progress because he's not that old of a company. Um, and that's what I really like about this is that he's a couple years in, but went really hard on the blogging, content marketing, getting reviews and he has just seen phenomenal results so it's it's always great to kind of close the loop and say hey we're not just uh you know on the podcast inspectors aren't just preaching and saying hey do this and there was no follow-up but we're actually seeing results and uh you know if you google home inspector chicago he's going to be up there so really exciting to hear that um love when when anyone in our community gets results wants to share it talk about it um so i'll definitely be linking to his stuff in the description for you to check it out but um yeah hope you enjoy another conversation with tim tim what's going on uh thanks for joining me again for part two we haven't had a ton of people that have come back for part two so thanks for enduring this nope no problem thanks for having me back yeah give me an update man what's uh it's fun actually not speaking in between recording the first one and this one what what's what's been new in your life what's been going on um so i'm currently in the midst of moving uh so you know i, I think you've talked on your podcast with other guests before the, the move out to the suburbs so I'm, I'm moving from the city out to the burbs uh, nice. definitely definitely being quarantined with uh two kids and uh you know having uh you know for for several months uh kind of less to you know, seek more space. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're packing up and moving Friday. Uh, you know, but besides that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was really a crazy year. Um, I think a lot of people could relate, you know, with the initial stuff in March, there was definitely a dip and then the market really recovered. And, uh, you know, we were, we were having some amazing months, you know, doubling, uh, you know, current, you know, doubling, even tripling some of our current revenue. Uh, months uh, in, in June and July. So yeah, it's been a great year. It's starting to slow down a little bit. I think it started to slow down with the election. We're holding pretty steady. And usually after Thanksgiving for us, it, it, it does uh, you know take a dive, but you know I think it could be well-deserved <laughs> quiet time. And also this is a you know, great time to go out and make new connections, connect with realtors as, as they're starting to slow down. Uh, for the holiday and also you know thank our realtor partners and, and really establish relationships so yeah i think everybody's ready for at least a breather because I, I think the sprint out of after that first two weeks of covid kind of pleasantly surprised our entire industry and probably all of real estate um because we all didn't know how long the freeze up you know the the potential terror was gonna last but uh but yeah glad to hear it um and not surprising are you are you noticing and seeing similar i mean you're obviously moving out of the city into the suburbs i'm hearing this from all the people i follow and all the things i follow on social media in terms of people leaving san francisco new york chicago and kind of pushing out to the burbs is this a is this as big as advertised do you think this trend um i think it's hard so we do a lot you know we, we talk to a lot of realtors who do business in the city mostly um, so I do, I, we have seen an uptick, but I don't think like just the way we, you know, the people that we've connected with, um, you know, I, I haven't really seen that fully, uh, but like I have noticed that we have gotten, you know, maybe, you know, five, 10% more outside of the city people kind of people move, but yeah, I mean, I think inside the city too, um, you know, we get a lot of investment properties too. And I think that's, um, 
you know, with the interest rates being so low, it's, uh, it's, it's really just a prime time to, to do that. Several of the realtors that we work with also, um, you know, buy, uh, you know, have investment properties and have been buying uh, too as well and have been using us. So that's, that, that's been good, good for us. And, you know, the multifamilies are uh, kind of the Chicago special. So, um, you know, good source of revenue for us uh, dur- during those busy months. So, yeah. So is this going to impact, like, how far away are you moving from your current location? Because I know other inspectors go through this, moving the business, moving an address. Like, is how's this going to impact maybe? Like- yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be half an hour out of the city. Um, but, you know, as, so we, we are, we are growing. Um, you know, I, I think last time we talked, you know, I had just brought on Jonathan um, as kind of my first full-time guy. Um, and he's, he's been fantastic. He was killing it all, all year. And we were actually in the process of bringing in a, a second guy before, uh, before COVID hit in March. And then unfortunately he had some things that, that changed in, in his life where he wasn't going to be able to kind of commit to the time being brought up to speed. So we actually just finished training our second, uh, you know, hopefully full-time guy. Uh, he, he finished his last, um, you know, assignment, you know, uh, assignment with Jonathan kind of, um, you know, tagging along with him, you know, making sure that he felt comfortable interacting with the clients and engaging. So he's going to be ready to go, uh, full time for the spring next year. Um, so I'm, I'm working more and more to get out of the field completely. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I haven't, you know, I've been, you know, since, since June, July, um, you know, I've, I've probably been, you know, 20% in the field. So, Wow. So you're executing on your vision that we talked about the first time, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, and I I think uh, I've heard a lot uh, from the recent podcast you've been mentioning IAB. I just joined IAB a couple months ago um, and I need to actually probably dive even deeper into there, but like all the stuff, um, you know, they talk about and I've been doing, going back and actually doing vision planning, you know, mission statement, culture, um, you know, looking, you know, how to leverage other, uh, avenues, hire a growth person, uh, you know, to start talking to realtors and, and keeping relationships. Um, you know, cause our goal by the next year is to have five full-time inspectors, um, and to have just that type of growth. And I think with, with the structure, with all the tools we have, Spectora, um, you know, easy booking, um, you know, just our, our, for, uh, you know, our main, uh, you know, selling point is this, you know, we try to be the easy buttons for, you know, for realtors, you know, just, just make the process simple for them, obviously put out good inspections, but also, you know, the inspection is one less thing that they, they should have to worry about as part of a, a transaction, you know, getting it scheduled, getting it, um, you know, getting, getting the report back timely, um, you know, doing the repair, uh, request report to just from that saving them, you know, probably hours of time, uh, you know, per transaction by just making that process smooth. So love it. Love it. And I actually just pulled up your site because I was, I know you've been cranking out content and that's kind of a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Um, are you having more, are you having fun doing the writing and you have a podcast, you know, you got the podcast going. So that, that excites me. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually had a, so the podcast was really booming during, uh, you know, the slow period 
And with everything getting crazy, I had to kind of put that on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the nice thing too is like I hired uh, a marketing person and he was able to kind of put, and I think you, you can probably see from the blog post, but he's able to put like the podcast actually is the, the blog post too. And add some like quick, you know, insight of, of what the podcast discuss, discuss and whatnot. So that way we're keeping turning out that content. Uh, so I, I actually need to get back to writing, um, you know, with everything slowing down here too. But um, yeah, I, I think the the best thing about writing is, you know, you just have to, you know, to get into it just to be consistent about it and also not to overthink it. Um, you know, I think what we talked last time, you know, one of the big, we were, I was starting this, this kind of uh, quest into like getting, getting the blog going, publishing more content, um, you know, to, to help with SEO. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's absolutely done that. Um, I think, you know, talking about advice for someone who wants to get into, you know, starting uh, a blog and, uh, you know, in order to, I guess, also, you know, provide content, but also, you know, the, how it boosts your SEO is if you actually have people, you know, coming on your site, really it boosts, you know, your credibility with Google. And, um, you know, I, I would just say start writing and don't think you need to write long articles uh, by any means. Um, it's kind of funny just the way it looks. So I, I have a couple articles that I think one's getting a thousand views a, a month mm-hmm. and the other's getting a couple hundred views a month. Um, the one that's doing the best was on dishwasher high loops. And it was probably the article that I like, I was just, I felt rushed. <laughs> like I had to get, get it done. I'm like, okay, this is not my best piece of work, but you know, I just have to kind of, kind of get it done. Um, you know, kept it simple. Uh, but it's, it's actually been, you know, the best producing post for me because we hit something right with SEO. And I think that blog post is ranked high just for, for dishwasher high loops. Uh, if you if you Google it, I know when I've Googled it before, it like shows up at like top top couple, you know. So how did you um, find that for a topic? Like, what was your process for knowing what to write about? I, you know, it's just stuff that comes up during inspections. Um, you know, I, I think high like missing high loops, and um, you know, the other one was on, on uh, lintels for windows and do- doors. Just things that come up a lot during inspections. And uh, I think we talked about this uh, last time. And I'm still working on integrating, but you know, the other plan is to have these blog posts and integrate them into the Spectator report. Yes. Um, to have an additional resource uh, for our clients to go to. So, in my mind, it's just like you know, when we're writing the report, I don't want to be writing, you know, uh, have like a huge paragraph within the report. Um, you know, I want to keep the advice straight and simple, but if they want to look further into it, you know, have like, that blog post kind of, you know, that, that supports that. And obviously you could find other people's blog posts, but it's a lot better when it's yours, you know, it's, it's boosting your rankings, it's getting people on your site, um, you know, and also hoping, you know, people are going to share, share your blog posts if they, if they enjoy them too. So um, yeah, it just like, like why I just realized the best thing is, you know, when you're doing inspections and you just feel like, you know, I've, I feel like high loops come up, you know, 
at least on 50% inspections, if, okay. if not more in the city. Um, you know, lintels come up, uh, you know, we have a lot of brick buildings. Uh, lintels are very important for brick buildings that I feel like it's it's something that, uh, that people don't maintain well and don't realize the importance, um, you know, because if you, if you don't maintain them, eventually it could cause a structural issue. Um, so, you know, just coming up with those topics and, you know, best advice is keep like, the more specific you can be, the better. Um, you know, so don't don't feel like you have to get into a broad topic and write you know two thousand, you know three thousand words. Sometimes the five hundred uh, word blog post is a lot better than you know going going broad and generic. Because I felt like when I was really honed in on, on specific issues, uh, that's when the blog post did, did better. Love it. Yep. Called long, long tail keywords. And I just, I got to give you props here. I just Googled dishwasher high loops. And if everyone's at home, you should do the same. So you rank first for that. And in second place is structure tech who Ruben is like, you know, known as like the content King in our industry. So you're outranking him. And then third is Amazon. So you're ranking above the best content producer in our industry in Amazon for an article that you said you kind of just rushed and wrote. So that's, you're doing something really right. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't know what I did right. <laughs> I think it just, it, you know, my, I think the best advice is that you're just keep writing because you never know what's going to click. You never know what, what you're going to, uh, you know, uh, what's going to hit with SEO and what people are, are interested Insane. I mean, I think the other thing I, I did at the beginning, which I've we've kind of tailed back a little bit, but um, you know, we we've also pushed a lot of the um, blog content on social media. We've also we've done like Facebook ads and whatnot, and that kind of gave us like our first you know 50, 100 viewers, and probably you know boost boost our rankings and got people interested, you know, in in the blog uh, to start. So um, you know, I think the if anyone's interested, just just start writing, keep it simple. Uh, you don't have to make it complex because, you know, there's a million, uh, you know, different little things that come up during an inspection. And, uh, you know, that I'm sure that, like like I said, with dishwasher high loops, I've explained probably, you know, 500 times before <laughs> inspections. So take that knowledge, write a short article about it. And that way it's, it's always captured and, uh, you know, you could uh, uh, you know, point your clients to that article if they have any further questions versus just feeling like you have to explain everything there on site. So, great, great advice. And I think every every inspector listening has those things. We all know those five, ten, maybe fifteen things that you just get all the time. I will say you titled it really well. The, your title tag is "What is a dishwasher high loop and why do you need one?" So that's very clickable. Um, and you wrote it this year, whereas I'm looking at Rubens, his was 10 years ago. So obviously freshness matters. The fact that you're just doing it now gives you an advantage. Um, so lots of good, lots of good stuff to like here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely, you know, I mean, Ruben's stuff is so good uh, too. I actually listened to his podcast a lot of the, uh, a lot of the time too. He's on my regular cycle. They just started their own podcast and it's really good stuff. Uh, not just, you know, with, with, uh, inspection stuff, but they're very entertaining too, as well. Yeah. Good, good characters and they got good, good flow there. So. So what do you say to the inspector? That's like, ah, just not a writer. It's so hard. Uh, I can't find the time. Every time I sit down, I blank, like, uh, what, what helped you get over quote unquote writer's block, <laughs> which some people, I follow some writers on like Twitter and stuff. And some of them say like, 
you don't have writer's block. You're just not writing about something you're interested in or know about. Um, because if you're interested, interested in it or knew about it, you'd be able to just pack out some words. Um, what, what's your take on that? I think it's, I mean, it's all in your head. Um, it's about holding, you know, I think that accountability piece. And I think, uh, you know, we, when I started, uh, you know, Spectora was doing, uh, you know, I did that SEO package where you guys were producing a blog uh, each month, but then I also came on your podcast and said, I'm going to do this. So, uh, you know, making yourself accountable and, and saying that, you know, this is important. Um, you know, admitting that it's important and it's not just something else because I think a lot of people are like, you know, this is a nice to have, but, um, you know, realizing that it can have, you know, major impact uh, on your business. And I mean, it, I think one of the other, one of the key factors for us this year too, is that, you know, our blog, blog uh, increased our SEO rankings, you know, we're, we're number one in, in Chicago in some key SEO uh, search terms now, and we got a lot of business, uh, just because the uh, the blog, uh, you know, increased our, our rankings through getting people onto our website. Um, so just, you know, it may is important. And then, you know, when it comes down to it, set a time each week. Um, so if you have to get up early, like 5 a.m. on the Tuesday morning and spend, you know, what I was just say is commit an hour, commit an hour to writing. When you write, don't like go back and edit and like look at where you're writing. Just just write, and uh, you know get get it out. And then um, you can either have someone else look at it and like proofread it and re uh, read it and, and make sure it looks looks nice. I, I have my office manager uh, do that for me uh, at the beginning. Sometimes I if I if I didn't have time to do that myself, uh, but I think just you know getting the words on the piece of paper because a lot of times it's just like. I think writer's block is just trying to be too perfect. Um, I agree. I agree. You know, and I, I actually have this self-limited belief that I'm not a good writer <laughs> from my childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think uh, growing up as an engineer, you know, engineering, engineering and writing, like, you know, there's uh, th those are said not to mix, but um, you know, I, I think that's just a self-limited belief because, you know, if you could write an inspection report, you should be able to write a blog post. Completely agree. Completely agree. And it's even, I would venture to challenge, challenge people and say it might even be easier because when you're writing for consumers, the, the best advice is to write like you speak. So you're really just hopefully writing what's in your mind and the thoughts that are coming in as opposed to crafting it, thinking about liability, thinking about how the customer will, you know, will, will take it. It should be easier. Um, you glossed over something that's so important. And I want to, I want everyone to like Google home inspector Chicago, because you rank first now first or second, you know, if you count Yelp, which we don't count Yelp in our, in our industry for much, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically first in Chicago. And I remember two, one, two years ago, you were on like page two or, you know, even lower and you're living proof that like content crushes it. You know, like I'm sitting here, look, I have your site pulled up on one screen and then I'm looking at these rankings and I'm just so impressed that you, you realized it was a valid strategy. You know, you started out with our SEO plan when we, when we offered it, did some content and you said, you know what, I can do this. Um, I'm gonna take it in house and just have killed it consistently. And the results sure enough, show it like how, how awesome is that? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And like, I think, you know, when we, when we mean you first uh, talked, not during the podcast, but uh, when we first had our introductory phone call, um, you know, as I told you, you know, I put a lot of effort from the start into SEO and I was just, I was very just disappointed in my, um, in my results, you know, from the different, um, you know, from the different, uh, um, you know, companies I was using and, you know, I was, I was paying a premium <laughs> for that. And I, I guess, you know, looking back, I wish I would have like done my research and, and did that myself, but, um, you know, that's when I kind of came to you guys. I just, you know, we, we had a conversation and you were, you were talking about content being king and I'm like, okay, well, this is worth a shot. And, you know, a year later you could see just the results. Cause I, I was, I was, you know, top of page two, bottom of page one, on, mm-hmm. on most rankings, but you know, unless you're you're top of page one, a lot a lot of that stuff uh, most d- doesn't matter because right. everyone's no no one's scrolling, no one's going to the second page most of the time uh, for anything. So um, you know, just just command the content, and you know, I think as the other thing is as as home inspectors, and why one of the reasons I, I got into you know the home inspection business is just to educate. Um, I think that is my my higher purpose as I'm growing the business is to to continue education um, on you know for homeowners because I, I think as as society you know things get more you know tech techy and as we we grow as a society um, you know that uh, a lot of people don't know about their homes anymore you know they don't know how to <laughs> to you know fix their furnace if it, go, it goes uh, goes out um you know they're just they're just calling someone to do that so to have you know to better prepare you know homeowners not not just necessarily our clients but everyone in general uh, and to be able to write blog posts or or do uh do podcasts and when i was doing the podcast i'd be interviewing different um you know contractors hvac techs um you know uh plumbers um uh we did mold asbestos and really trying to edu- you know ask the important questions to the experts too and, and making sure that uh you know we're educating the public on on these important important topics because a lot a lot of things are, are misunderstood <laughs> when it comes to, you know people talk about mold asbestos and they, they don't quite get understand they just know that it's, it's a big issue um but sometimes it's not always a big issue <laughs> it's you know it's it's always about just getting that perspective and you know knowing when you need to talk to an expert and knowing when um you can handle yourself yeah and i love the biggest untapped what i call the biggest untapped opportunity um because some inspectors will say oh does there need to be another article or video on, you know, changing a furnace filter? But I always say, guys, as an inspector, you have the unique positioning because you have a built-in audience every day. You have, you know, two, three people that you send an email to and they're going to look at it and they're going to send a, you send a report to, and they're going to look at it and click through. So you have built-in traffic for your blog posts and your videos. And so that type of distribution just doesn't, you know, fall off trees. So I, I tell inspectors all the time, if you're putting all this time into content, you have the, the points of distribution, like the report and like these follow-up emails. Um, so huge opportunity. And it looks like you're on your way to capitalizing it. You know, you have capitalizing on it. You have the content on your site. You're going to be putting in the reports. I think that's absolutely a no brainer. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, 
like for for people who are still struggling with it, I mean, just think of it as an extension of your your report. If you could help, you know, a couple of clients like each year through that article, um, you know, better understand. Because I mean, realistically, no matter how good of an inspector you are, you're at the site for you know three hours, you know, typically for for your standard home inspection. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not going to be able to impart all that knowledge within three hours. True. So just think of it as an additional add-on. And even if, even if, you know, if it changes one person's life and it helps one person, then, then it's worth it. Yep. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, you know, what we had on the notes here about how to get started. Um, you know, obviously you, you mentioned we built the website. Um, we started the blog with the SEO plan, but like anyone that comes to us and we build a site, we can add a blog for you. And then it's just easy from there. Right. Cause at that point you just kind of figured it out on your own. Didn't you, you just kind of popped in and said, okay, how do I do this? Um, and kind of figured it yeah, out. I mean, I, yeah. And like initially, like all I would do is I would put it in you know word file and then send it over to, uh, uh, to Lori, uh, with you guys and that they, they would pop it in. And, uh, we also, uh, when I was working with the marketing guy, he also, uh, introduced me to this um, oh man. I forgot what the, the name of it is. It's uh, story something. I'll look it up and I'll I'll send it to you so mm-hmm. you can maybe add it to the show show notes. But it's yeah. it actually allows you to write the blogs within it, save it, and then you could actually publish it on your website. Like I think it will push through and, and publish it for you um, onto the website. And the, the other nice thing is it has. Um, you know, when you're writing it, it will give you SEO suggestions. It'll give you, you know, grammar suggestions too. Um, so that's kind of, uh, how I was streamlined it, uh, you know, later in the year too, when I brought in my marketing person, he suggested, um, using this, uh, using this, uh, software or, um, or program to, you know, to, to really, uh, you know, streamline everything too. And that also way you could have all the blogs kind of saved in there too and, and just launch it straight from the site. So. Oh, wonderful. And it publishes right to your site. Yeah. So yeah. Anyone listening, we like, we're going to have a black Friday sale on websites, get a website built by us, do the, blo- like just force yourself to write and it gets easier. And I, and I, I beat the table on that. I've been, been beating the table this for years. Um, but I love seeing living proof like this. Any sense for, how many jobs result from you ranking first in Chicago, one of the biggest cities in the country? Um, it's a huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's probably an extra like during our busy time. You know, it's probably an extra twenty a month. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, and um. You know, so I mean, it's always a percentage, but yeah, it was it was quite amazing because like when things start picking up. Um, you know, when, when you, you, you know, you obviously realtors are important and you want to kind of diversify your, your realtor group, but I also see that like realtors can be streaky <laughs> at yep. times. Yep. So you have these, these natural, you know, like, uh, you know, so, so, so some months like all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, these realtors are just, are just carrying us, you know, through the month and the other months I'm like, looking, I'm like, you know, okay. Eight out of the 10 inspections, uh, look like they're online, um, you know, uh, online people finding us online. And then the other thing that we didn't talk about is we actually got some realtors that are using us now because their clients found us and they've liked, you know, our reports so much, the Spectora reports, 
and just you know working with us so much that now they they're starting to refer us to. So um, you know it, it's kind of like everything kind of like when you're working together, everything will naturally you know start to increase and compound you know the business when you know when you're ranking high and you're doing a good job, everything will start to build off itself. I like they use the word compounding because I'm a you know historian or a previous finance guy, and so I think of everything in life as like compounding returns, basically. You know, like you're good to your wife or husband or kids over time. There's going to be good results from that that just get better and better. Same with writing. Same with SEO. Um, pretty much all we do. So I love that. Um, well, that's awesome. I mean, that's like seven. You know, average price of three fifty, which is conservative. Um, and that's seven grand a month. Yeah. Um, from yeah, the- and we're, we're higher here in the Chicago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I uh, ever guy was it was a, on the Spectator Facebook. I think there was something about pricing, and I saw like the KC guys were were a lot lower. <laughs> It's tough. Uh, yeah. What they were charging. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, it, it, like when you're in a big city, you have, you know, you're, you're grasping, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely, I think it's a little bit higher. We, we charge, you know, higher than the average inspector here in Chicago because obviously we, we bring a premium service and yeah, we should be charging that uh, too. And that Jeff, and other realtors that say we're reasonably priced. So I'm like, maybe I need to. <laughs> that's a sign. <laughs> to yeah, that's up. a sign. Yeah, bu- yeah, bump it up a little bit too. So um, you, you need 10% comp- like 10% complaining about your prices is the sweet spot I've read. <laughs> okay. If yeah. 10, 10% yeah. of people say you're too expensive, then you're doing a great job and you're in the right spot. Yeah. I don't All know. right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, that's actually one of the things I met you got. I'm hiring someone to actually do a little market analysis because I've never done that before on pricing. I've kind of just gone <laughs> based off what I've seen some uh, some other companies and like, well, I'll be a little bit under them and a little a little over like the other guys too. But I think you know strategically pricing and actually being more intentional about that uh, is important going to to next yeah. year for for me and our revenue goals. So. Yeah, I encourage everybody to to think about or to look at the competition and consider bumping them up. Even if you're in a town where I think I think inspectors resign sometimes, say, "Oh, my city, you know, you can't charge more than two fifty or three hundred. I think that's all. I think that's in their head. I think, you know, marketing is a real thing. It's a trillion dollar industry, and I think it's all how you present yourself, the value you provide. And I think I want people to push those limits and boundaries because I think home inspections are grossly underpriced everywhere. I mean, if, if you're charging your, your the average inspection fee for your area, are you, are you calling yourself an average inspector then? Are you, are you the average, you know? Um, I think if you're using Spectora, you're probably above average um, because the average inspector, I don't think, you know, would would look at Spectora and say, oh, it's worth the cost. Uh, but you're providing, you know, just through Spectora, you're providing that extra value um, to, to your clients, to the realtors. Um you know, and, you know, obviously you guys, you guys charge, you know, what's a fair price for you. But, we, you know, if, if we're, we're spending on the, the best software to provide that premium service, then we also have to charge it in, in return to our clients. Oh, yeah. It's a great way to, th- uh, I, it's a great way to put it. I love that. Um, any, yeah. Anything else on, on like the blog side of things before we jump into, you know, YouTube podcasting, personal growth stuff. I want to make sure we cover, you know, what people need to hear about blogging because they're probably sick of me 
saying everybody, right. Start a blog. You know, they probably need to hear from you, the guy that's benefited from this greatly and uh, has seen results from it. Um, what else, Yeah. what else was difficult that you wish you knew maybe a year or two ago? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's, it's all a head game. Um, so, you know, for people who, who are out there listening and think about, you know, writing a blog, all I have to say is that you are good enough, you know, um, you've been through inspector training, um, you know, you, you've probably been in business several years or have, uh, like a contract contractor experience. Um, so you know what you're talking about, um, and don't, I mean, don't, un, uh, don't overestimate that other people know all this stuff too. I mean, you've, you've gone through a lot of training classes, life experience, you know, just share that experience with people and don't let, um, yourself get in the way of, you know, helping others and educating and also helping your business. Love it. Love it. Um, so have you gotten into uh, more YouTube and doing videos and whatnot? Or? So I think that's kind of the next stage. Um, you know, I think in, in general, like, you know, uh, we've been making a big push for social media. Um, you know, we, we post pretty much once a day, um, you know, on, on, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, too. I've also been reaching out to a lot of realtors uh, on LinkedIn, too, and I've found a couple um, you know, that have been interested in, in talking. Uh, but you know, it, it just like, it's just exposure too. Um, I do plan on doing a lot more YouTube videos. I have plans for this year, but everything got a little crazy. Um, and I, I think also the advice to everyone is, okay, you're, you're going to start a blog. You're gonna, you know, or maybe start a podcast. Um, it's okay to take a break sometimes too. Like just because you're getting started, um, you know, and you're, you're making this commitment, um, you know, things tend to, to tend to cycle, um, and you have to kind of play what's, what's best for your business at, at that point, um, and just adjust accordingly. So, um, you know, I, I, I really wanted to do podcasts, but I just realized that it just wasn't feasible with how busy we were getting and trying to manage. It was, it was just becoming such a stress point, which I didn't really want to become a stress point. I want it to be something I enjoyed. Uh, doing and, and learning and, and spending time doing uh, doing those things. So, but I think you know when it comes to you know just content creation um, and and you know social media marketing, it's think about it just you, you building your brand and letting people know who you, who you who you are as a company as a person. Um, you know, also don't don't uh, discredit you know your personal Facebook account versus your business. You know. Uh, Facebook account too, um, you know, being, you know, posting things of, you know, who you are as a person, um, you know, whether they're funny, inspirational, um, you know, family uh, pictures. I mean, that's kind of building. Uh, and I, I think as, you know, in this pandemic world, uh, you know, unfortunately, social media sometimes becomes reality of, you know, what's happening in people's lives. So, you know, you're just painting a picture of, of your authentic self. And you know, that I, I feel like that's what you have to use the social media outlets for is to paint that picture because that is how realtors will slowly start to get to know you um, too. And then, you know, be ready to have that conversation um, because um, as part, uh, 
I think we, I mentioned last time, I'm part of a, a BNI networking group. And one of the big things that they talk about is like the three different uh, levels of, um, you know, of, of networking. First, you have to see someone, you know, you have to be visible to that person to even have a chance of doing business with them. Um, the second is, is knowing that person, getting to know that person, um, who they are as a person, what makes them tick. And then the last part is trust, you know, earning their trust uh, through doing a good job, uh, you know, th through following through on your word. And I feel like, you know, social media, you know, really helps solidify, uh, like starts a process of uh, number two, obviously seeing is the first, so like getting seen and then it starts that process of someone knowing you. And then it really opens up those doors for them to then, you know, know you even better and trust you uh, through follow-up conversations. So that's such, I've never heard it explained so well in terms of the the um, the power of someone getting to know you through social media, and especially with COVID now and just remote. You know, more agents going remote, work not working in actual offices. It's I, I'm still shocked at how how a lot of inspectors aren't fully utilizing this yet, but it's, I guess I understand it given where our industry has come from and kind of how the demographics skew um, and the comfort level with technology. So um, it's hard to do. It, it's not easy to bust through that, that vulnerability wall, but I think you, you kind of just have to stay out of your comfort zone and keep leaning in when something feels like you're sharing too much, or is this, is someone going to think X, Y, Z? It's not your, it's not your place to worry about what other people think just do it. You know, that's like what I yeah. about myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's self-limiting beliefs, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's really what it comes down to. It's, um, you know, that I'm not good enough. Um, you know, I'm not funny enough or no one's going to think this is funny. Um, but I think it's ultimately it's being authentic, you know, to yourself and not laying, not laying things stop. And I think it's business owners. I mean, the, like just to get into business, we have to, you know, we have to constantly battle our self-limiting beliefs um, and just like, you know, go ahead and, and do things. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's a lot simpler than we think. It's just, we're blocking ourselves through fear, uh, you know, to, you know, that, that fear is blocking us to get to what we, we want in the end. Uh, and sometimes what we like, I, I, uh, I recently, one of the, the best things I did this year was went on uh, a men's weekend, weekend retreat. It was, it was virtual, but it, it was still very cool, like very intensive. It was like 12 hour days uh, and I went over a lot of emotional intelligence, um, you know, working on emotional intelligence. And I think as men, we could all relate that, you know, we don't, you know, share emotions or express emotions, um, you know, as, as well as, uh, as we'd like to, um, you know, we tend to, to bottle up things and, you know, some of those emotions are, are fear, you know, and self-doubt, um, you know, hurt, uh, you know, when we have our feelings hurt, anger, um, and just, you know, getting better in touch with your emotions and also, you know, just recognizing when you, you are feeling fearful. And usually when, the, when you are feeling fearful, um, that's, you know, a sign that you're telling yourself you're, you're limiting your belief in something and, uh, you know, just being able to push through that. And uh, that was just such a wonderful experience for me. And I, I realized I have a lot of work, uh, to do myself 
and uh, just self-betterment, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, the business, growing a business is all good, but, you know, if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not, you know, living, you know, authentic you, um, you know, all this, all the money in the world is not going to make you happy. I love that you bring up the, just the vulnerability, the sharing, the, you know, the, the typical, you know, men don't talk about their feelings or share when they're scared or anxious or whatever. And I, I have noticed a, a theme or a commonality of, of the ones that are really doing well on social media and crushing it is they're very authentic and they are opening themselves up sometimes and sharing. And I think a couple podcast episodes ago, um, I think it was Dave Adams, maybe, um, that's kind of his shtick. His whole thing is like, he opens up, he talks about his personal life and uh, he shares and he's, his business has benefited greatly from it, but he's doing it because it's who he is. And he's not trying to, to, you know, I think there's, you can make a decision to do these things while still being your authentic self. I don't think you're being, I don't think it's being untrue to yourself to say, okay, I barely, I barely do anything like personal or outside of the box on like social media or on my Facebook page. Maybe I could take a little risk here. Um, with still being yourself. So I encourage everyone to just think about um, how much they're actually sharing because that's what kind of what social media is all about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think a lot of people, you know, social media does have a negative connotation for, for like sharing too much or just sharing, you know, about, uh, you know, people sharing pictures of like, them being happy, but they're not really, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, they get the perfect picture and then everything goes, goes to chaos too, but yeah, like, everyone's highlight yeah. reel. It's a highlight. Yeah. Reel. But like with anything, it's, it's how you use it. You know, it's expressing your, your, your true self, you know, it's expressing your struggles as much as, you know, um, the good times too. And, you know, and everyone, I think people will relate more to you when they, you know, when they see you struggle, like they have struggled, then if you just paint this perfect picture of everything's, you know, good, you know, hundred percent of the time, you know, um, I think it's, I think, you know, vulnerability, you know, and transparency is key in any relationship. And that's, you know, I think, you know, one of the, the kind of old school, you know, business principles is, you know, you, you didn't, you don't show vulnerability or you're not transparent at work. Um, and I'm, I'm really, you know, happy to see that there's a lot of companies out there that are kind of changing that, that narrative too, because I think, you know, just being in a position um, and, you know, um, you know, being in a position as a business owner, like I realize I have to be vulnerable with my employees and, you know, have the tough conversations um, you know, even when I screw up <laughs> something or like, I have to do something that, you know, I know is probably not going to look, you know, fair in their eyes, but, you know, I have to let them, let them in and let them know how I'm feeling. Um, and, you know, also earn their trust so that they can reciprocate that and truly be open with me. Yeah. It's the key. I mean, it's in like, I can already hear like the IEB influence and it, you know, they've even influenced Spectora to a degree of really opening that up and it opened our eyes to it. Um, love that you're going to get into the YouTube stuff. Um, I like that you pointed out guys, you don't have to be a pro at this to start and it's okay if you do one or two and then stop. It's been the story of my life over the last couple of years of 
doing the podcast consistently and then dropping off for a few months and then making YouTube videos and dropping off. And that that's, I've learned that that's normal. And I'd be, I, I used to beat myself up over it still do. Um, but I think you do get some kind of momentum when you just start on a lot of these things. And it's all about momentum in my mind. So I like that you brought that up. Let's, um, let's dig into, yeah, let's, let's stick on this like personal growth, emotional intelligence path, because I, I think it doesn't get enough lip service, but, um, you know, like what, how do you view personal growth and, uh, and kind of where's your head at currently in terms of the things you're trying to, to grow in, whether it's in the business or, or personal? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, af- after doing the men's weekend retreat, I've, um, I'm actually going to be committing to, uh, the, this, um, it's called the right foundation. It's year of more. So it's actually an extensive year of emotional, uh, intelligence, like development and, uh, understanding how to use your emotions, uh, better. So I think, you know, it's, it's obviously hard to give like a five to 10 minute synopsis of, of everything I've been working on there. But um, I, I think, you know, the one, one point that I want to make is emotions are natural. And just because you feel fear or you feel anger doesn't mean there's something wrong with that. Everyone feels those. Um, everyone feel, feels hurt. Everyone feels sad at times. That's, that's the basic human experience. And I think a lot, um, you know, just growing up, people growing up, they've learned to kind of repress that because they feel like I shouldn't be feeling sad. I shouldn't be feeling angry, angry in this moment. I shouldn't be feeling hurt. Um, and I think, you know, the most important thing that I'm, I'm looking to develop is to recognize when I'm feeling something and, and understand why I'm feeling that way. Um, Cause one of the big things is like when you're feeling hurt, usually that means you want something, you know? Um, and that hurt comes from you not getting it um, in return. So um, whether you're self-repressing it, um, you know, one of the things I'm actually looking to do, I know it, it, it sounds stupid, but I'm actually gonna be, once all this pandemic stuff stops, I'm gonna actually, uh, start looking for baseball leagues for, uh, for men, because I just realized I just love baseball growing up <laughs> and I, yeah. I've had this, I've had this want and desire for it, but then there's also this, this, you know, the, the, the monkey brain and the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the people in the back, uh, of my brain just saying, Oh no, you know, that's, that's just childish to do. Um, so, you know, really pursuing the, like the things that you love and you, and you want. Um, so, you know, for, for anyone who's listening, this is, you know, just pay attention to your emotions, pay attention to what you're feeling. Um, you know, you also probably feel like some physical react, like when you're feeling fear, you know, usually I, I feel a lot of my shoulders, you know, and, and the, the top of my back, you know, cringing up and, you know, recognizing and realizing that, um, you know, you're experiencing that. And there's a reason, there's a, <laughs> there's a reason, biological reason you're experiencing it. Um, you know, that flight or fight flight mechanism, but just, you know, understanding that you have that fear, but that fear doesn't need to control you at the end. You know, I guess that's a good example. Uh, so Kevin, do you know, uh, can you explain how I've gone on the, the podcast twice? 
<laughs> like, the, like how, like my decision or like why I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. So the, cause ultimately I, I asked for it. Like I asked you, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'd like to be on the podcast. You know, I think a lot of people have that self-limited belief and probably want to be, you know, on the podcast, but they just don't, you know, they just realize, you know, they're just like, well, I have to wait or I have to do that. But I realized that's something I wanted to do. Exactly. I asked, you know, to be out both times. Exactly. You, you so, simply asked and, yeah. and then you also um, kind of were vulnerable and talked about what you're interested in, things you think you can offer. Um, and I think everyone hesitates in some sense when they think about, you know, an area where they think they know something or they, they have expertise. And so, yeah, you just, you showed a genuine interest in it. And I was like, Oh, I could talk to this guy multiple times for hours. Let's do it. You know, and you granted content marketing is something kind of, we have in common, something we have done and believe in. And so that's, that helps, but yeah, just the fact that you were like, Hey, I'm not the best at any of this stuff, but like, let's jump on and talk, you know, and then look, look up this time now and you're, you're absolutely killing it in Chicago and, uh, you know, continuing on the path. So yeah, I love it when people just email me and ask, cause you know what? Everyone has something to offer. Everyone has a story and we can all learn something from everyone. That's genuinely what I believe. Yeah. I just like think, you know, for, for the listeners, think about all the, uh, the things that you want you know, right now that you're just afraid to ask for, you know, in the end. Um, and a lot of that times it, it is as simple because, you know, like obviously I was vulnerable, I had to put myself out there and ask for it, but if I didn't ask, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be here for a second time now. And, um, you know, just think about all those things in your life and some big things in your life that um, you're just, you know, it's just an ask away. It's just, you know, being vulnerable uh, with someone, uh, you know, to get what you, you ultimately want and desire. Do you think, inspect I think inspectors are obviously risk averse in general, making broad generalization here. Do you think, or how do you think inspectors can overcome the fear of growing, which is sounds funny, right? But I truly believe inspectors get in their own way a lot of times because they, there's some self-limiting belief deep down that they're maybe not worthy of growing or they don't have the tools or they're not prepared to be a big multi-inspector company. Um, I hear and see it every week. Um, what are your thoughts on, on kind of the, the ceiling on growth? Well, you know, to be honest, that, that, that was actually probably one of the biggest fears that I, I got out the weekend <laughs> is that I realized I'm like, man, I am afraid to grow. I'm afraid of being too big. Uh, you know, and that's coming from someone who like has aspirations to, you know, uh, you know, from the start to grow, you know, multi-inspector company, uh, but I just feel like, I think there is thinking that, and I think there's being committed to that, uh, too. So I think it's, it's natural. Um, oh man, I, I wish, um, good try to find this quote here too. Um, but this is kind of, uh. Yeah, here it is. I had this on my laptop and I was, I was reading every morning uh, day, but uh, so this is a quote from uh, Marianne Williamson. Uh, so it reads, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? gorgeous, talented, 
fabulous. Actually, who you are not to be. You are, you are a child of God. Your plane small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates us. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And and I think no matter, you know, no matter what you believe or where you're from, I love that part of who am I to be uh, you know, a, a successful business owner that has 30 inspectors and, and makes a million dollars a year. It's like that scares people, but like it could be, you know, everyone can manifest it and kind of create it. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally really, I, I heard that uh, from, from the, the men's weekend and uh, I read it every day for, for the week afterwards. I probably should keep reading every yeah. day because I think I, honestly, yeah, it's just like, I, you know, I feel I do feel like sometimes I'm not able to shine. Like I need to hold myself back. I, I need to, um, you know, be be less so that people feel, um, you know, more adequate, uh, you know, around me or someone's struggling. But you know, us like not living up to our fullest potential is, you know, is is a real issue. There is not you know giving enough. And I think, you know, what what we don't realize is that when we are living to our first potential, we are helping other people. We're, we're, we're being that shining light. We're helping them, you know, figure out where their light switches are. And, um, you know, I, th I think the other thing is like, you know, there's a lot of times where people, you know, you know, not just in, in our businesses, but like in personal life that you see someone who's just in a hole, who's someone who's in a rut. Um, and, you know, the best, the best thing you, you, you could do is not like to go and like just fall in the hole with them. But the best thing is, you know, to give them a light so they could crawl themselves out, um, you know, because in crawling this, themselves out, you know, that starts, you know, the, the trajectory of knowing that they can do, do things and they, they can start in a life. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's something I'm really working on, like to answer your question, like I said, you know, I struggle with that. I realize, you know, ever since that, I, you know, I've kind of built a plan where, you know, hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, we are in five years going to have, you know, a 20 inspector company. And, you know, I'm fully committed to that and to growing that and doing the things that, uh, you know, uh, I need to get to that point and thinking big and, you know, not feeling bad about that because, Ultimately, you know, one of one of the visions I have is it's it's not just about, um, you know, the revenue and income, uh, but it's about supporting other people. It's about growing and providing uh, my inspectors with, you know, the best care service so they could work in a field that they love. Uh, you get compensated, but also, you know, I want them to be able to focus on, you know, their physical and mental health. Um, as well. And, you know, really, um, you know, one of the things I wrote down for culture is, you know, we don't strive to make good livings, we strive for great, uh, to live, live great lives. 
and uh, you know that that's why I want. And you know, if you if you hold yourself back, you know, then how many people are you affecting uh, negatively because you're not you're not shining the light for them to to then you know in return shine shine their light brighter. Yeah. And we're inspiring each other, you know, and it's who you surround yourself with and the kind of energy you put off to them and, and it comes back. So like, I just, yeah, it excites me and I love being around people like that. I love talking to people that think in these ways and I think it uplifts everyone around you. Um, and so there's really no, no negative that comes from it. And even just you putting out into the universe that you want to be 20 inspector company that that's like another step closer to doing it. You know, to me, that's yeah. like, it almost starts making it happen just by, by vocalizing it. And uh, you know, now it's recorded forever. So <laughs> I, can't go, I can't go back now. Not editing um, that out. Yep. I'm going to keep yeah. it. <laughs> so, and, you know, I just also want to thank you, Kevin, because I do feel like uh, you and your brother and your whole company is a, is a light for the industry uh, and allow, uh, you know, allows, you know, the, the, inspectors and inspection companies are trying to take you know our, our industry to the next level um you know you allow us to shine our, our lights brighter uh you know through your work um you know not just you know with spectora but with your podcast and, and everything you guys do so um you know thank you and um you know i think last year we were we uh, record this around thanksgiving so you know i just want to express gratitude uh for that and you know, all the, you know, the whole Spectora community, um, you know, for sharing and just being an open place and, and really uh, a place to let, you know, our lights shine. Well, thank you for that. I, I really, really appreciate that. I'll pass it on to the team. And when I hear that, all it makes me want to do is get through this pandemic and have an in-person Spectora conference. So then this community can continue to build and grow and people can, you know, share ideas and share stories and confide in each other. So um, we'll do, we'll do it online as best as we can uh, for now, but, but I appreciate you being a part of it. And right. I, I'll, I'll commit to go, going to that too. On, <laughs> on the record line too. Cause I, I, yeah, I, I realized I, after all this, I'm like, I need to, I need to travel somewhere. I need to get, <laughs> yeah. oh, get, get, get away. And, uh, and just, uh, yeah, I, I, I miss, I miss, uh, miss travel. We were supposed to go to Utah, uh, in the middle of all this. And we just, we just decided it wasn't in our best, best interest to do it, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just happy to go anywhere. <laughs> can't happen outside, soon outside. enough. Yeah. It can't happen soon enough. So hopefully, you know, hopefully things, get resolved here soon but uh if not we'll keep trucking and uh you know eventually no, no matter how how much you know how many zoom meetings and acclimate I, I like you know uh like we do our bni networking meetings on zoom and all that i'm like it's it's not the same as in person you know i don't think we're ever gonna stop needing that that human uh you know face-to-face -face, uh connectedness so um i'm looking forward to you know attending conferences and doing doing uh, more of that as as our business grows and uh definitely we'll, we'll come to the spectora and you're looking forward to doing some of the ib conferences too as well so oh those first ones are going to be so fun i'm definitely not missing those first ones once kind of the all clear happens because they're going to be so fun there's gonna be so much pent up uh like socializing and partying to a degree that everyone's gonna want to do so yeah yeah i mean i think i'm yeah just uh 
I, I feel like I talk everyone's ear off whenever I, I see someone in person <laughs> nowadays, just because it's like, I just, I, I realize I miss that, you know, yeah. like everyone kind of misses it and, you know, it's just, it's just recognizing that, but. So. Right on. All right. I know you got to run. Um, thank you again. Appreciate the time and, uh, and we'll be, we'll be talking soon. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Have All right. Take care.